Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. And this is Devin Leary. And welcome to our bonus episode. It's called The Woman Tell All. Bachelor season 25 starring Matt James. I mean, this is another example of bachelor lore, bachelor tradition in our bachelor nation, which is that there comes a time in every man's life when he has to sit in front of a semicircle of women, all of whom he's known for anywhere from 48 hours to a week. Anywhere from a life-changing 48 hours to a future-defining seven days in which they go from complete and total strangers throwing vibrators in each other's face to falling in love with each other. And average age of said females, 23. And what are they looking for? A husband. (laughs) I know. Sometimes I'm like, wait, like there was this one girl who this season talked about how she was worried because she wanted to put her career first and she didn't want to have kids right away. And she was nervous to tell Matt that. And then she was like 25. (laughs) I'm 16. (laughs) It's just upsetting. But I do like the women. I mean, I'm not... uh, huge women tell all stan i it's not my favorite one of the episodes much like the reunions on bravo's real housewives it's not like my favorite part it's kind of bittersweet it means it's the end um it's kind of controlled constructed in a way that i don't love but i do like to look back on the seasons and remember the extended period of time that victoria had either conjunctivitis or covid for Several weeks. <laughs> oh, Victoria. Okay. When you look at the picture and say, what doesn't fit in here, it's Victoria. And at one point she looks at Matt in the woman tell and she's like, it just sucks. Cause like a part of me feels like I let us down. Like I let like this chance go away. And they cut to another girl who's like, babe, <laughs> no, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> I did like her outfit, obviously, because it was light blue sequins and very revealing, which is like three things that check, check, check off my list as things I like. But 
I did love when she said, when she asked one of the many women she had like bullied and character assassinated if she was really sensitive, because I feel like that's the new no offense is like, are you really sensitive? Because I think you're a huge piece of shit. Oh, so you have anxiety disorder. No, no, no. You might just be really sensitive, but I actually think you're garbage scum on the bottom of the Sasquatch's toes. But just only if you're really sensitive will that bother you. But I'm just saying like you are scum on Sasquatch toes. But just are you sensitive? Because otherwise that wouldn't bother you. There were so many good back and forths. All these women have adopted like the language of like therapy on Instagram. Like they've gotten some terms down. So Victoria's like, I can... Slut shaming, body shaming, (laughs) yeah. She's like, I can express myself when I choose to name call, and that is me expressing myself. (laughs) And literally word for word, totally agree with you in terms of like, how do I put it? How sterile the vibe can feel in these reunions as opposed to like the messy, fun, you know, here's, I'm going to put a dildo in your hand, (laughs) like (laughs) limo entrances. But what the, the worst part about it and the most sterile part about it is definitely Chris Harrison himself and the language he uses and when he's speaking to these women like a therapist, it reminds me of when I was 12 and I told my cousins that we were all going to have group therapy and to say, <laughs> tell each other what we didn't like about each other because it's the same vibe of like, okay, I know nothing. I'm an idiot. I'm immature. But listen to me. Okay. Got to be serious. I see you're emotional. Why is that? I see you responding with motion. What are you thinking about right now? Okay, Chris is so haunting right now. Like he kept saying things in the episode where he was like, I just can't wait until we're all back together in person again. Or like, you know, we've all been through so much together this season. And I'm like, Chris, it's you haunting. will never be the same and your legacy is destroyed. Like, please don't say you're excited to be at a crowded Women Tell All after COVID in 2022. He reminds me of the guy like the middle-aged guy in your office who like flirts with all the interns, but it's, but it's not in a sexual way. It's like, he just likes to talk to the interns and like tell them about his life experience. Yes. But part of you is like, well, he seems asexual. So I don't know that it's like a sexual Mm -hmm. predation, but it's definitely a predation. Like he's taking their time away that they could be learning and growing as interns. (laughs) He's definitely annoying. To tell them about how he worked at Mad TV for one summer and... You know what I mean? And he's like referencing Rocky Balboa. Like I was like, wait, Chris, these women don't know what you're talking about. He's like, Rocky Balboa, you go over here. No, at one point he was like, hey, uh, city slicker. I was like, she doesn't know. (laughs) She doesn't get any reference that came before Mean Girls. We keep mentioning vibrator in hand. And that's because we really want to talk about Katie. And Katie is the girl As Chris Harrison said, it was unprecedented, and he had never seen a limo entrance like it on Bachelor Nation, the Bachelor history. And it was that Katie, this really cute little Midwestern-looking girl, walked out of the limo with her hand behind her back, and she shows Matt her vibrator and then says, what was, like, the point of it? All I remember is that she was like, I'm going to give this away since I met you, but... Now that I've taken a look at you and I'm not going to get, like, my alone time with you yet, I think I'm going to keep it for a couple of days. And Matt laughed so hard. I was like, he, this is the kindest thing I've ever seen a human do is how hard Matt laughs at this joke. He thinks that she is, like, Sarah Silverman. <laughs> He's like, she fucking goes <laughs> there. No, I know. I, I have to speak for the community of Real Housewives of Atlanta viewers 
and just say that like don't ever show me a sex toy on a show again if it's not going to compete with bolo night i'm not going to go into bolo night but those who know you know bolo night has changed the face of reality television and then to to have to go from bolo night to watching this where they're like somebody had a vibrator was what is bolo night just give honestly me a quick humiliating recap. basically for a cast member of real housewives of atlanta's bachelorette party candy who is one of the housewives of atlanta candy burris who has like a sex toy empire and a sex positive empire and like seven different empires she threw what she calls a dungeon party for cynthia her friend and basically it was like candy <laughs> for her friend candy was like the mistress and it was like a bdsm party just for women and they had a male stripper there named bolo and it just was like a romp of vibrators, like women enjoying themselves, female orgasms, female exploration, <laughs> friends supporting friends, Bolo supporting friends, potentially Bolo supporting <laughs> multiple friends at once in the guest bedroom. We don't know. But I'm just saying it was like the craziest episode of television that I was glued eyes wide open to the screen. <laughs> I literally was like, my life has changed and I will open the doors of my life to the future. And I... And I know I will be better for this. And so will many people who come into my path. And so then to watch that and then to come to this where she was like, I held a vibrator. I was like, I just can't like ABC, like just just talk, <laughs> just talk to yourself in the mirror and think about what you want. ABC is all I have to say. It's so funny that you mentioned this after your birthday and <laughs> as if it was a hint. Like she threw this dungeon party for her friend. I know. Because it was her friend's she birthday. She actually put a vibrating thing in her friend's underwear and then she controlled the remote so that she was giving her friend orgasm. So yeah, maybe take a note, Carol. Maybe think about it. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. So Katie brings this vibrator and all the girls like, woo, and Bachelor Nation is guffawing. Matt is like, weird owl, watch your back. (laughs) And then during the montage of his moments with Katie, literally right after the vibrator, they cut to one where him and it's a really somber moment. Like they're in one of those weird study dates with like a fancy like therapist couch that they make out on and they're just sitting there whisper talking and he goes i just want you to know everything you're putting out there is not going unnoticed (laughs) and she goes thank you there's so many great whisper moments like oh then when he dumps her it's so great because he's they also he does that awful thing that you know they have to do where he holds out a rose and says like i can't give you this rose And I'm so sorry. And she's like, it's okay. Okay. And then he goes, can I walk you out? (laughs) He doesn't want to wake up the like insane beast inside of her. He's terrified in that moment. Can I walk you to the car now? We have to quickly go over this whole Brittany. I mean, I feel so bad for Brittany that she was potentially outed maybe just like a rumor spread that she was a high class escort which to me is a compliment so... but go ahead okay that is exactly what i was about to say like someone was like i heard that she's like a high class escort i was like if someone thought that about me we're if it was true good for me if it wasn't i would be like let's play this we're gonna go the long game i would love this reputation when i was 13 watching cat house on late at hbo high class escort to me Girlfriend experience. is like girlfriend experience is like i have designer bags is like i have an apartment in new york being funded by i don't know i mean it's funny because the language of a high class escort like sort of the attitude you have to put on i can imagine like hi nice to meet you is the same of like a beauty queen which is where a lot of the bachelor shows like find their girls is like beauty contestants because they're like personable and that's what they've learned how to do like it's so nice to meet you and um, what I'm basically saying is we're all hookers no matter where we come yeah, from. Yeah, and it's also like, okay, so is, like you said... Love is transactional. What are you doing on this show? You're here for attention to find someone and you're auditioning. Like, there's no hierarchy. It's also like, is it better to be someone who sells laxative tea on your Instagram stories? Like, so is that much worse. far above? Are you kidding if, me? If, you could say that if people were saying I was a high-end escort, my sequins would shine a little brighter for the rest of the night, okay? My sequins would be gleaming that night, and I would be like, yeah, you're damn right. I am Riley Keough in the girlfriend experience. The mystery is the thing. is like, oh, cool. So she's been on like some weird, crazy dates because you know they fly people on private jets, their escorts. Like, I mean, who knows? I don't know much about escorts, but I just think it sounds cool. 
I mean, I think it's one of those things that's always been like a sexual fantasy of mine, while obviously the reality seems much more like work and not like fun. I know. <laughs> but I like from a young age, I was like, I don't know. That's something about that that's so fun and, f- and fancy with a capital S. Definitely to capital me. F. Anna. The girl who spread this rumor and was so gleeful about it is just horrific. She's her awful. mouth is traumatizing, and I'll never get the image of it out of yeah, my head. Yeah, me neither. In the clip from the show, she's beaming into the camera in a confessional, being like, "She entertains men for money." And Victoria, who she was never groomed for the camera, like she's not someone that maybe came from the beauty contestant world. And I'm not saying she's like totally normal looking. She's fine. But she doesn't know how her expressions react. For instance, all of the girls at Women Tell All don't look around that much. They basically face forward. They sit up. They do their poses. Victoria is clocking everyone's expressions the whole time. She's like, oh, oh, shit. Okay. Oh, oh, my God. What did they just say? Can I just say that I did, speaking of monsters, I did write in my notes at one point, shut the fuck up, Chris. I don't care about this. And the point was when he was going through, as they often do, like all the dates that got cut, which they do this on Bravo sometimes too. Like they're like deleted scenes. It was deleted and cut for a reason. And the reason is producers who literally know my mind to the point of algorithming scenes from next week just to keep me hooked like like heroin for the next ep- like following episode. These people know me better than I know myself. And I don't need to see the things that they thought I wouldn't be interested in, including a fear factor bug date where they're like reaching into a box, which I don't care about. And also, why was that one girl like, ooh, it's fire crickets? Like she was like excited for the fire crickets, which was sick. And the other girls like putting her hand in flesh eating worms. I don't need to see that. I was covering up my screen the whole time. The one that I thought of you was the date where they had to eat a stack of pancakes and then chug a beer. And I was like, this is actually sounds like a date that Devin would like. I would like it, but like I wouldn't be like Ben with his creepy ass like fetish face watching them eat. He was so like uh, turned on by watching them eat that it freaked me out. Like He was like, come on, girls, come on down those pancakes. And I was like, is everything OK? That's when I stopped liking Pilot Pete from a couple of seasons ago is when he said the girls were like pillow fighting or something and he went how bad do you want it and i was like we've crossed a line here you're now a pig you're not some like charming pilot which brings me to the point do you think there is a future bachelorette in here because serena to me holds all the power she's like so beautiful magnetic and she obviously like came in with so much pizzazz because she had dumped Matt and she did like the most humble brag thing ever where she was like at the end of the day like I really just wanted him to be happy and I wasn't there yet and I knew it wasn't gonna be with right and to be clear it's a humble brag to me and Carolina because we don't have and never will have the emotional maturity to actually just be happy for someone that rejected us we are not that way no I mean okay I am that way you are that way and I say that that way sincerely no it's more of like the way you say it right and I mean you can say that if you've been dumped if you're dumping someone you can't be like And I'm just like, I'm sorry, I'm not there yet. And 
I really do just want you to be happy. When I'm dumping someone, it's like, are okay, I'm sorry, but like, please don't be mad at me. Like, are you okay? Like, I just don't think it's right. But like, okay, I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay, sorry for raising my voice. But like, I just don't know. And it just seems like I, it's like not right right now. Is that the same thing? You dump and you get out. You get out. You literally dump them while the door is open. You don't stay for negotiations. That's my big thing that I, it took me years to learn. Is there a future bachelorette in the audience? I will say, I mean, in the Women Tell All in the cast, I will say that many of these women in this cast are remind me of a Tig Notaro bit that she did at her show, which is um, she said, boring people say the same words that I say. And when they're talking, it's like, I've heard all the words you're saying before, and I know that they make sense together, but something about you saying it is just feels like nails on a chalkboard and I can't even bear to listen to it. That's a lot of these women to me is just like, I know you're saying words, but why do they sound like absolute painful nothing that I do not want to listen to? Speaking like no offense to Katie, like, it's like, yes, I get that, uh, like, I think that she's sex positive or whatever, but, like, when she talks, I'm just like, oh, wait, like, I just couldn't care less, and I will say that there was one star to me, and that was Abigail Herringer, who is also known as the show's first deaf contestant. She is so beautiful, so wise and smart. And I loved what she said about how disability doesn't get romanticized. I thought that was oh wow, really eye-opening. And I also thought the scenes with her and Matt were so sweet and made me like love him, honestly. He was so like respectful of her and compassionate. And she opened up to him about being worried about having kids who might also be deaf because of her genetics so i just thought that that was cool i think she should be the next bachelor she has everything we need she's funny she's smart she's cool she's beautiful and that's my pitch i think you're absolutely right and i think we've gotten so numb to these boring matchups because they're all so like chris harrison himself sterile and if we want to actually see what it's like meeting people and how to find your soulmate through this random process it would be fun to see people who are coming to the table open about themselves. And I think one of the things I love about the dis- the disabled community is that sometimes there's no choice but to be honest because, like, life has made us that way. Yeah. I love that. It- it's like seeing, like, a- the same Instagram couple over and over and over again. We're over it is what you're saying. We're over it. We're ready for something that's at, like, at least has more depth to it. I totally agree. And for that, we turn to 90 Day Fiance. Well, I will say about Katie, though, is watching her. I'd just been watching the Pharaoh v. Allen documentary, which don't even get me started. Allen v. Pharaoh doesn't really matter either way. And I fucking hate Woody Allen so much, obviously. But one of the things besides the obvious abuse, sexual abuse, when Mia Farrow was talking about being with him and she was like, I had to... I realized that I he liked me funny, but not too funny. He liked me talkative, but not too talkative. And when Katie was talking, the woman tell all, she was like, I feel like I'm finally at the point in my life where I can completely be myself. And I was completely myself with Van. He can like he totally, you know, accepted that. I was like, that is rare. And that is an important place to get. And you think those little things aren't big deals, like 
you don't you don't think it's a big deal that your boyfriend's like you're too loud or like chill out, babe, or like, oh my god, you and your friends talk so much. You think that's just guys? It's not. It's actually really belittling and Toxic. annoying, and it blocks you from being yourself and and being not just the best person for yourself, but for the world. It just like it stunts you. So I do actually really like Matt, James. I like Matt. I like Katie. I'm sorry I said that her words are nails on a chalkboard. No, but she, I mean, they're everyone's stupid on this thing. Come on. I, if you, do you have any final thoughts? My final thoughts are that Chris Harrison haunts this show like a ghost. And when he keeps on saying unprecedented, it's like he doesn't know we're laughing at him on the other side. I'm like, you're going. Yes, you blew, like, you won't believe what ha- what happens next. Yes, that you apologize for racism and you're getting kicked off the show. Bye. Literally nobody wants you here. Yeah, I just want to end on a question, which is when Chris Harrison said at the end of the episode, he can't wait to see us all again and he can't wait till we're all together again. Did he mean in hell? Because I will see him in hell to be fair, because I did cyber bully a lot of people um, when I was young and I don't regret it. And I have accepted that it that it is my ticket to hell. So I guess I will see him in person again. But I'm wondering if that's what he meant or if he meant something else, because if he meant something else, I want the interns of America to protect themselves because it sounds like he's coming for you. Wait, do we know? Do we think Chris Harrison's a predator? No, no. We're saying that he'll bore you to death in the hallway while you're yes. going about to go on a coffee run. And he's going to talk to you about how kindness really Kindness and hard work really is the only thing you need to get by in this life. And you will be okay as long as you make some connections, send thank you letters, and, you know, be the first one in the office and, and really ask people how their day is and ask questions and, you know, and stick around for the answers. His biggest weapons, aside from racism, are telling you that something reminds him of a story from back in the day and interrupting you to talk about himself. And those, to me, are predations. Not to not to minimize real predations, but that is not something I want America's youth to be burdened with when they're trying to save the planet for themselves. So fair. That's all I got to say. I also remember this one time on Pete on Hannah Brown's "The Men Tell All." Pete Weber and her were talking about how, like, Pete had Pete and her had had sex three times in a windmill. Then Chris Harrison, Pete's family was in the audience, and Chris Harrison goes, I think I saw Pete's dad puff up his chest a little bit. Ew. And I was like, ew. Like, why? <laughs> That's because he's so happy that his kiss son fucks so well. That's honestly sick and disgusting. I really am not going to sleep well tonight. All right. Well, those are our thoughts on the Women Tell All episode. We'll give you some more as the season comes to a close. And until then, everyone just uh, treat this week like you're Rocky Balboa. You know what I mean? Can't wait till we're all together in person again. Bye. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home do you love fashion do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed are you always seeking the latest trends then we're talking to you bostonproper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods head turns and new styles no matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit bostonproper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.